0: So, of course, Radz, I mean, Wade raised some valid points there. You know, He thought that maybe that uh, yellow card was pretty soft for for him and his. What were your thoughts on the situation? And do you think the ref got it right in that instance?
1: Yeah, I think the ref got it right. I think that first one, you can give or take a yellow card. But you see them given all the time. Um, There's no complaints. I don't think the player can complain too too much about the first one. But as soon as he got that first one, um, it's just pure idiocy for him to continue and and carry on the way he did to try and block that ball and and and, and encroach, even though the, the ref was telling him to get away. Um and as soon as he's he's touched that ball and made a movement towards the ball, there was no other decision that get that could have been made.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. Having seen it a few times, I think, you know, just an absolute brain fart by uh um Jimenez to do what he did in the second instance and a deserved, a deserved second Yellow City in that game were not, not that impressive. But, you know, like uh, Chelsea over the weekend, they got the job done and got the three points. Um, I guess one of the things I'd ask you too, guys, is, you know, player of the week. What did you make of uh, that this week? Did you guys have specific selections that you thought stood out amongst others? And, of course, team of the week. Wade, we might start with you and see what uh, your thoughts were here.
2: Um, I think there's a couple of candidates. Um, obviously Crystal Palace I thought were very impressive against Everton. I know Everton are in the mud a little bit at the moment, so um except when they play Arsenal, of course. Um the Arsenal were impressive against Southampton as well after a slow start. But I think I'd have to give it to Leicester this week. Um, you know, they've been in poor form. Um, You know, so to come up with the performance like that, I thought they were really good. And I'd probably give my uh, player of the week to James Madison as well for similar reasons. He's been under the pump this year, um, taken a lot of heat. And uh, he put in an excellent performance against them as well. Got a a good goal at the end. Um, So I I think my team of the week and player of the week will be Leicester and uh, James Madison.
0: Nice one, nice one. Right, I might jump in to break up the monotony of me always asking the two of you, but um, I think I'm definitely going to go same team, same player. uh, Sorry, different team, different player, um, but both from the same team. I'm going to give it to Crystal Palace for their win over Everton. Yeah, Leicester's performance was, to me, that was expected. They should wallop Newcastle. Newcastle are absolutely atrocious at the best of times. Um, But I think Crystal Palace... You know, I know Everton aren't in the best of form, but neither are Palace, to be fair. Um, and I thought they put in a very good performance. And I'll tell you what, the play of the week for me, Gallagher, that kid just keeps getting better every week. He got himself a brace in this game. And what I've noticed with him under Vieira um, and what I've noticed with Zaha under Vieira is that Zaha's numbers have dropped uh, dramatically. He is no longer the focal point in that Crystal Palace team. He is not the man that everyone looks at to score their goals. And people like Gallagher have been given more responsibility um, to actually step up. And maybe that has resulted in a bit of, you know, up and down movement from Crystal Palace. But I think overall, they're headed in the right direction in terms of, you know, more players contributing to important games. And this kid is still young. So he's got a very bright future ahead of him. And I think getting two goals um, again in terms of his numbers, um, he gets my vote for this week. Ruds
1: yeah so I'm not going to talk too much. I think you've all covered it, so my play of the week was kind of Gallagher um that second goal the quality of it um you know he's he's a player that seems to um not shy away from from the big moments and wanting to be on the ball. you know it was one of those where he could have taken it to the corner and held out for it, but he he he's he an opportunity to take it on and score so um for for the for the gonads on him uh, he definitely got play of the week but you know, as much as you're talking Newcastle down, you know I think they've come off their first win of the season. Uh, they've got a new manager. The expectations is still quite high from the Newcastle fan base. They're coming into a listed team that haven't been performing too well either. So it was one way they thought they could get something out of it, and they got thrashed. So I think Leicester have to get the team of the week for me.
0: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our pundits giving their views on the player. And team of the week. We are going to transition over to our analysis corner, and hopefully we will have some interesting analysis. Powered by
2: Riverside week. FM.
0: I guess we're going to start off with gents. It's, uh, it's a bit of a interesting week because we got midweek games a plenty. Of course, we've heard that the Man United Brentford game has now been postponed. Due to a uh, mini COVID outbreak at uh, United. Um, will more games be called off? I guess we'll wait and see. But the games are really coming in thick and fast now. You know, it won't be long before the festive season is truly picking up pace. So maybe this week we might just preview a couple of the games um, that are coming up in the midweek and look towards the weekend and give our thoughts as to where we think the teams will be come, you know, come that post weekend. Uh, results so of course no Brentford Man United game I guess the game you know the 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 game tomorrow that probably stands our chance is that Man City Leeds game and I guess uh Pep Guardiola spoke about it and said you know there's there's two teams in the in the league where he really has to put the thinking hat on and he means that in the sense that they create quite a unique challenge for him and the style of his play and that's of course Liverpool and the other one now being Leeds um can we see a potential upset here yeah, with, with the Leeds or will Man City be too strong for them, you think, Rudz?
1: So the students and the master, I think um, Guardiola does uh, talk up Bielsa and his style of play and he look at him as the godfather, similar to the way uh, Klopp and Tuchel and others have talked about the influence of Rangnick. So ultimately, I think City uh, are just too strong. I think Leeds have been in decent form of late, um, some decent performances, although not getting the result. But I just think uh, City are a, a, a notch above, and the, the way they play, uh, I can't see anything but a, a, a City win.
0: I see you nodding profusely there, way. Do you think perhaps Rafinha could be the one that perhaps sways that game towards an upset and, and, and maybe Leeds actually putting one over Man City tomorrow.
2: Look, I think Pep's being a bit kind to Bielsa. Yeah, come on, guys. Let's be, let's be serious. I mean, oft, look, maybe last year Leeds were that unknown quantity, you know, which we've spoken about. They got a few surprise results. I remember them scoring a few against Liverpool as well. Um, one of the, One of the early games of the season last year. But uh, the way City are playing now, they've, you know looking at the, what they've won five in a row now, is it? I can only see that far back. But um, they seem like they're really hitting their stride now after what was a bit of an up and down start for them. Uh, but City in full flow, uh, I can't see this going any other way. So um, I think it's going to be a comfortable win for City, to be honest.
0: Oh, there we go. I was trying to get somebody to say there'd be an upset. I won't be saying it. So I guess we all are uh, all in an agreement. If we're looking towards Thursday's game, Shenz, of course, the standout fixture there, the London derby between uh, Arsenal and West Ham. Wade, we might start with you. Are you a little bit concerned here yeah, with that home game? Because, of course, West Ham are, are in fine form and have uh, taken points off the big boys, beating, of course, Chelsea and Liverpool. Um not to put Arsenal in that same bracket but uh what do you make of the game and what what do you think uh this game could unfold for for the Gunners
2: I wouldn't say I'm concerned no um we've been really strong at home you know it's been away from home when we where we've really struggled i think only city have been better than us um in terms of home form this season so I wouldn't say I'm concerned and, and generally under Mikel, we've been pretty solid, um, you know, except against a few games against the big boys. But I think it's a good test for us. You know, our season has been uh, the kind of season where it's sort of one step forward, two steps back, you know. So I think after a good win against Southampton, um, you know, excellent pressing team, as Rods as mentioned last week. Uh, I think we should go into this game with a bit of confidence, you know, and if we, if we beat West Ham this week, I think we actually go ahead of them. So it's a big game. We've been crying out for a statement win this year from Mikel. Yes, we, we beat a a Spurs team that were on their heels um, at home and a a good win against Leicester. But both those teams have been a bit up and down this year. So I think West Ham, um, certainly in terms of home fixtures is our toughest game yet. So if we can get a win, It'll be it'll hold us in good stead because we've actually got a decent run now over Christmas. So um, I'm actually feeling confident with this one, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think, I'm hoping we put in a good performance, but I think the guys will take a lot from that Southampton game. So it should be a cracker. One thing's for sure, if we don't turn up, West Ham will turn us over. So um, we got to be up for it. And yeah, send a message to the league with the win, hopefully.
0: Some similar thoughts there, Rudds, or do you think this is a definite victory for West Ham?
1: I don't think it's a definite victory either way. I think it's a derby that can go <clears throat> either way. I think teams do show up. I do fancy West Ham, though. I think West Ham, or oh, I don't think it's controversial for me to say, they have been the better team this season. Um, they've been playing not some really good football, not just in the Premier League, but in the Europa League as well. And, you know, West Ham have got some big results. So, I uh, Hoping it's a good game. Um, I, I'm a neutral. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Ki- I'm not really fast who takes points off who. Um, either way, um, I still think United finish in the fourth spot. But yeah, he's not get,
2: budging. He's not budging. not get to budge from that. <laughs> no chance. No chance.
1: But yeah, I think um, I'm looking forward to the game. It's hard for me to call one. I think if anyone, I probably say West Ham.
0: Well, here's an interesting stat for the listeners at home. West Ham have won zero of four games at the Emirates in their last four meetings. They haven't had so much as picked up a point at the Emirates. So, with that in mind, it might be tricky for them, but we will wait and see. Of course, the broadcasters have been able to negotiate games all the way through the week which means we get you know in England Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and of course here in Australia that means it's Wednesday, Thursday and a Friday bonanza. We have Leicester taking on Spurs and Chelsea taking on Everton. Of course Liverpool uh, have Newcastle, we won't talk much about that game but Leicester, Spurs, Chelsea, Everton. What are your thoughts on those two runs? Do you think there's a potential slip up there for Chelsea or are Everton incomplete and and die a position to get anything. I mean, look, you got two defensive managers in a way maybe going up against each other. Could, could Everton maybe maybe eke out a draw at Stamford Bridge?
1: Chelsea have been disappointing the last week or two. Um, so, I think uh, Everton will be desperate for a result. I think Rafa will need his team to bounce back. After a good display against Arsenal, it was a good display. Um, they've had a really poor Defeat against Crystal Palace and a a response against a big team. Chelsea is one of those teams that just keep getting results, um, no matter the, no matter how they play. I think Mason Mounts in really good form um, over the last week or two, and I can see him being the difference. So uh, I don't think there will be any upset in that game. The Leicester Spurs game, I think there's still question marks on whether that goes ahead or not because. Um, the requirements are for 10 days isolation. I think it still might cross over. So there may still be a late announcement on whether that game goes ahead or not. So if it does go ahead, I think it gives a good chance for Leicester because you'd expect Spurs to be unprepared or ill-prepared at the least in terms of um, what they've done over the last week in preparation for a game. So it could be leading on from their big results against Newcastle could be another three points for them.
0: You know, it's really interesting, Wade, uh, this current, and I don't want to go into it, but I'll, I'll touch on very briefly the current situation in the Premier League with, of course, vaccinations and what players are vaccinated, how many, because it's clearly an issue, the fact that they are stopping games um, when you consider, you know, the UK have kind of unleashed restrictions from way back in July this year, Um are we gonna see more games called off? Could we potentially go back to a situation where fans are no longer allowed where Where do you see all this all this headed because it seems like every week more and more games are are being called off?
2: Oh I certainly hope not um you know I mean, in terms of the virus, you know this thing is here to stay, you know, so we're just gonna gonna have to try and work around it you know and um they've. They've gone into well, they're talking about lockdown and whatnot there, but uh, this apparently this new strain is is mild, you know, from from what reports uh, have said. So I for one hope that they don't go back to no fans. I mean, it's just not the same. It's like you're watching a practice game, you know, when there's no fans in the stadium. Um, I remember, I think one of the first games back uh, with fans, you know, I'm I'm i mean the U the UEFA tournament that happened, you know, when fans were allowed back. I mean, no one cared about international football. Like, people stopped caring about it. But that UEFA Nation... What's it called? UEFA Nations League? The am Nations, I, am League. I, the Nations yeah. League. That was so good to watch, you know? And I think fans were a big part of that. So, I hope I hope we don't uh, get more games postponed. I'm a little bit salty because we had about six players missing in our first game against Brentford, and it went ahead, you know? Don't give me that oh, dumb rush. We, we had, six,
0: about to die we had up to six
2: players that were out. <laughs> yeah. and now I'm seeing games getting cancelled. Spurs, United. It's a load of bollocks, yeah. man. Get heard on with that before, it. Waiting. I before. have got a 25-man 25 25 squad. I went to 25-man squad. I went to fact check. Give me, a, give me a fact. Give me a fact. I've <laughs>
1: have been, have been spitting this out for a long time. So there yeah. were five players that were out. Yep. Aubameyang was one and Lacazette was another. Um, mm-hmm. Then it was William who was going to be out the door, and then it was a keeper, um, run, run, so what, runners. So what are we talking runners, about? Something. So, so we're just talking. We're, we're comparing yep. it, right? To you comparing. Sorry, it was actually four, not five. So, four, those four players had COVID. The rest of your squad were generally injured and not not COVID related. So, you had four players that contradicted. Uh, sorry, contacted um, COVID. Where you're comparing it to Spurs, where it's up to 13 players now. I think that that's okay. And, let me add and to this. the point where what's the number? What's forced, the number? So, so, the number was 13 that that was confirmed. Um, from no, but what, what's
2: the number where they say, all right, that's enough? What's the number?
1: It's not the number, it's medical advice. So, they don't want to put a number because they know there can be loopholes. So, we where. To the point where Arsenal will be talking about their fourth choice goalkeeper that's got it or or whatever, so they don't want to put a number because of that. But when they're closing down the training facilities and things around there, where players can't access it, then the the game can't go ahead. So so that's not. I mean, yeah. it's, it's chalk and cheese with the Arsenal situation. I mean, I um, don't
2: think so because because we also had issues at the training ground the day before that Brentford game. There were also issues in and around training.
1: So, so the had Arsenal play
2: the game. was sorry. not
1: cancelled, and the COVID thing only came out after the game. So no one knew why they weren't playing, and they thought they'll be back. in that only came out afterwards, and really it was two two first team players, one that was on the way out, and one was a fourth four choice goalkeeper. So I don't think it's fair to compare that to where you've got thirteen players, and and staff. To add to it, that, that are out. So I think there, there is... has
2: to be a number, though it's too unclear. This is the thing; it's unclear. There has to be a number. There's no. no and, there's, and there's, so so there's, they came there's, out there's no a number... Situation. There's never been consistency.
1: Now, so, so, so the never. Num- the, it's always going to be health advice. So with the number, they don't want to put a number because you can put loopholes into that number. So so and... who who qualifies as being within that number or not? If it's someone who was from the U team under 23s that has been on the bench or in the senior setup or has been training with the squad, does he make up one of those numbers? If it's your fourth choice keeper, I mean, I mentioned that a few times. If it's someone who's training with the, who's going out of the club or whatever the case may be, you know, it's, it's hard for that to be a set number. It's more going to be something where they've got to put forward what the situation is and where yeah. it's unreasonable for them to go ahead. They're going to make that call. They don't want to cancel these games because of scheduling um, issues. So they they have to cancel them because um, there's genuine concern of it spreading even further. With the Arsenal one, they had contained it. There was no there was no instance of it going to spread any further or any any health risk if they were to play. If Spurs was to pl- were to play or United were to play, the, the chances are that more people would have been infected. Okay, so that, that, Let me uh,
2: ask you this then, right? If we had Lacazette and Yang, two of the players who were caught up in the COVID storm against Brentford, do you think that would have given us a better chance of winning that game instead of having yeah. Florian Balligan, a 19-year-old up top, and Gabby Martinelli, who just returned from an injury on the left? Would it not have yeah. made a difference?
1: No, not 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 a bombing in his current form. Oh, so. come on. Come on. <laughs> you mate. were just talking come about that on. man has got to uh, get uh, out of the club, no, should take no, his captaincy no, away. No. <laughs> now, now you want to hang your hat uh, on your... him. Uh, uh, come uh, on, Wade.
2: Whether it's I two or wait. 13, wait. that would, there's, it, it, you know, so nah, United, United, listen, I'm not buying it. Listen, listen. Okay, okay. I okay. okay. might interject.
0: Been- I might interject, yeah. I'll interject and say, look, <laughs> I think it, 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 both valid arguments, but I think the number one, is, the number thing is hard because if you put a hard number, clubs are going uh, to find loopholes. And to Rod's point, they'll be telling you about an under 19 that's got COVID in order for them to potentially miss a game. I think it's a moving situation. I think the bigger question here yeah, for me is, aside from all of that, is the decision that the Premier League is, is is kind of going ahead and these instances of calling off games, the Premier League is clearly operating in its own little bubble, yeah, and its own rules, if you ask me, because how is it that you can have vaccinations um, and not continue on? It's a stop-start process. But I don't want to go down that path. I think we'll go down a rabbit hole and never come out. Let's refocus. I guess we'll jump maybe to the weekend and maybe look at the, probably the, the the game of the weekend is, um you know, if it does go ahead, based off where they are, is obviously the Spurs-Liverpool game. I guess I might ask you the question, Rods, maybe more in line with this. Do you think in the top three, there will be any changes to the table after the fixtures um, of those top three have in the next few days?
1: Yeah, I think there's every chance because, you know, on paper, these, the, the games look like they'll go a certain way. However, when you have so many so close, you always get one or two results that, that get you you know off, catch you off guard so you know we, we've just been dismissing leads, but you know th- that could be the one where Man City slip and then all of a sudden Liverpool are on top of the ladder. So I, I think there's, there's every chance because it's so tight and so close it, that it, <laughs> things could move um, week by week. Um, so So if uh, I understand I you it, man
0: city are dropping points to Leeds and beating Newcastle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Newcastle will have anything um, in the tank to beat Liverpool. So well, Poor um,
0: Newcastle have to play Liverpool followed by City. It's <laughs> they, not looking good for them. Yeah. Um, Rudds, what do you make of uh, Chelsea? I guess Chelsea of course midweek, they have um, Everton as we discussed followed by on the weekend Wolves. I actually um, think
1: uh, Chelsea are probably most at risk of dropping points. When you look at those fixtures, so because Everton need a response, they can't have a response against a team that has not been as good as as results have been showing. Um, and then Wolves have been playing well; they've been passing the ITS, they've had they've, they've had a good start. You know, uh, they'll be a hard one to beat. So,
0: so what I hear from you is Chelsea will pick up zero points over the next two games.
1: <laughs> I'll probably say I don't think Chelsea get six points over the next two games. Um, I can see them getting four.
2: Um, or three yeah wait what do you think I think it's actually a good call um, Everton are desperate for a result uh, wolves have been playing well you know uh, just a one no loss 10 man uh, with 10 men sorry against city so that could really be um, a, a tricky test for Chelsea especially going to the Molyneux as well Um I haven't seen enough from, uh, from Conte's spurs to, to suggest that they're going to turn over Liverpool, to be honest. Liverpool are flying at the moment as well. Yes, he's grinded out some results, but I haven't seen a huge shift from them, to be completely honest. I don't see them uh, giving Liverpool any trouble uh, mm-hmm. if it does go ahead. But that Wolves-Chelsea game, yeah, I agree with Rudz. That has the potential to be a bit of a banana skin for, for Thomas Tuchel, especially with the way they've been playing recently.
0: Yeah, I think the Wolves game is definitely the trickiest one for all the top six. Look, Spurs will be tricky for Liverpool. It is away from home, and it is Antonio Conte. And um, even at their their, sh- their crappiest, they um, they might still be okay. I guess the challenge for them is, of course, this COVID situation. There's probably no training happening, so they are going to be a little bit a um, little bit behind the eight ball. But um, it will be interesting to see how it pans out. I guess there's you know, it's a it's a, it's a it's a momentum-shifting weekend. And pretty much every weekend from now until, you know, probably that first week in January is a momentum-shifting one. African Nations comes into fruition. You know, there's still... I read an article recently that... It, this is why it's so quiet, is all the clubs are trying to negotiate with the different associations. Liverpool are still negotiating with Egypt and Senegal around leaving times. I think they want their players there for their Chelsea game. So... Yeah. That'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But a lot of teams are affected by that. The Senegal Um, manager wasn't happy with talk, though.
1: The Senegal manager, um, I know it was maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek in in the way he said that little tournament, It was... You
0: know, almost. I don't think, I think he's being an idiot. Klopp cleared that up pretty easily. Yeah, that and I was think completely was overblown. Complete I've, I've had
2: arguments yeah. with people about this saying, oh, he's this and that. It's like, you know, there's real That's issues of racism yeah. going on. So yeah. Yeah. when I hear stuff like this, it actually pisses me off because it's it like, me. this takes yeah. away from the real problem, you know, looking exactly. for these things. And that, that, uh, whoever that African... Um, the journalist uh, was that was going at Klopp. I'm thinking, come on, man, yeah. are you serious?
0: He's immoral. Like, the, oh, the issue
1: is that I'm sorry. the Senegal coach has taken issue with it. So he's the one that has come out in his press conference afterwards and said, Klopp got to remember if it wasn't for African players, he wouldn't be. Yeah, but his comments, his comments was even stupid. St- yeah, i not, so I'm just saying that doesn't give I mean, a good relationship. On. You can't tell me they're on good terms. You know, so even no. yeah, but it's it's
0: higher, it's high. This is higher
1: than the coach. So this this is between club and association. Oh, but the coach have a big so to, to do with it because the coach needs his players at a certain time. So of course, no, the though, coach the club be consulted. Getting,
0: uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. It, it's like druds. It's exactly like the the the, the situation with the international football with Brazil. Hmm. That comes down to an association and a club coming to an agreement, irrespective of what the coaches do. Co- coaches will tell you they need the players. Yes. But in terms of who makes that decision ultimately, it's the association and it's the club. And if they come to an agreement, it doesn't matter what the coaches say and what they're going to need. Yeah. That's where the deal is made. That's all I'm yeah, saying. It, it so Cissé can say whatever the hell he wants in the media. And quite frankly, his comments were absolutely stupid. Yeah. If he had half a brain, he'd know that what Klopp was actually saying was that it's not a little tournament. That's it's actually a big tournament. That's, the thing. Yeah. that's happening right now. And that's yeah. what he was saying. So he's because the journalist, it. It the, the, the initial the
2: question, the journalist actually said, oh, you don't have any uh, international football until March now or something. What do you think of that? And he's Correct. like, well, actually, there's a little tournament in Africa, meaning it's obviously big for for Liverpool. It was like was completely opposite. If anything, that journalist who said there's no international football until March, that's who they should be having a go at because <laughs> exactly. they, he, he completely it's... overlooked it. And Klopp exactly. actually corrected him. You know, I've got a couple of Ghanaian friends and I was arguing with them about this because like, oh, you shouldn't have made that comment. I'm like, guys, come on, cut it out. You know, he actually corrected the journalist if you listen to the initial uh, press conference. And I was just, uh, this is ridiculous. The whole thing just over. The times
0: we live in at the minute. But anyway, um, I guess that brings us an end to the analysis show, James. It'll be an interesting next week as, as, as we uh, go into... The thick of it with the uh, the games coming up quick and fast. We are now going to transition into, of course, our resident trivia man and see what he has for us this week. Rods, over to you.
1: Yeah, knock I'm not going to lie. This week it's a, it is an easy one. Um, so isn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> he saying this every week? No, no, this one legit. So, so I'm right glad... on cue. So, that so,
2: laugh so... was right on cue.
1: So, so you know, <laughs>
2: give it to you one more time. Like
1: when we talk about who the heck is that, I, I'm pretty sure it's a well known player. Um, once I go through, um, I think it could be one that's done pretty quickly. The teammate one, however, on the other hand, that's the one that may be a little bit more tricky. So um, let's get into it. I, a reminder of the score Connell was uh, quite successful in cutting that lead down to just two. So Wade is on a score Come 13 on. and Connell is on 11. Alrighty.
2: I do have to just clarify. So are we talking about a Premier League player or what? what what's the... Because I know what's last week we went, is, a bit, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we went a bit out with Ibrahimović. So I'm just so, wondering, like, what's the goal this week? So right? I'll, be,
1: I'll be mentioning some of the clubs he played for. So it's not, you know, previous weeks I may not mention clubs. I'll go clubs quite early, um, so I think it makes it a little bit more easier for you to to guess who who the player is. So you'll you'll know what is Premier League is. That doesn't answer my question. That doesn't
2: though. answer the are we, question. Are, are we talking about so a Premier I, League player? When I go to the clubs, you'll, is you'll, know,
1: a... you'll know where he's, whether he's a Premier League player or not. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> know. Okay. All right, let's go. Okay, let's okay. go. Let's let's go. go. <laughs> Born in Ilford, London, I grew up a Hammer fan. Any guesses? No. Nah.
2: Real Ferdinand?
1: <laughs> no. I had a tough Frank childhood. Lampard? No. I had a tough childhood. My father abandoned us when I was three years old. My mother left when I was eight. Jack Walshaw? No. When my mother left, she told me she was going to get money to get me clothes and a football kit. She's never come back. Sure. I was virtually an orphan, spent most of my time in the streets, hardly attended school. Ainsley
2: Maitland Niles? No.
1: And was constantly in trouble. I didn't have to be truant. Um, The teachers either didn't want me to be there or I was often just suspended. Niles Ranger? No. My friends were all drug pushers. And without doubt, that would have been the road I went down. Had West End manager... Troy Deeney. Had West End manager John Lyle not signed me up as a trainee when I was 14. John Lyle took me under his wing. Who was that? What did you Joe say? Cole. No. John Lowe took me on his wing and got constant reports from both my teachers and the police in terms of how I was how I was behavior. Um, and how I was behaving, sorry. And when I was 17, I turned my back on the streets for good. To this day I still see John as a father figure who, who rescued me from a life of probably imprisonment, or best case scenario, a life on the dog.
0: Colton Cole?
1: I made my debut for West Ham there's something
0: in that name there but I just keep that. going I'm trying to find all the colds Andy Cole
1: no. I made my debut for West Ham in 1986 in a first division oh. loss to Newcastle 86. who beat us 4-0 I became a regular in the team in the 87-88 season showing my qualities which included pace, stamina, tackling and passing ability despite West Ham struggling
0: Dion Dublin? no
1: a shot to stardom after scoring two stunning goals in a 4-1 win against Liverpool.
0: What year? Did you say the year? No. Yeah, I did.
1: 80, 88. The season ended in disappointment. With, John Hartson? No. The season ended in disappointment for the Hammers, who got relegated, and John Lyle lost his job after being the West Ham manager for 15 years. That 1988-89 season, I was actually named Hammer of the Year. I played one game in the second division. And at that time, I started receiving abuse from West Ham fans after being pictured in a Man United shirt. The Man United shirt picture was plastered all over the back pages. And after moving to United for one million, I was constantly abused by West Ham, West Ham fans for years. It's
0: not on Dublin. No.
1: The initial move to United was stalled after failed medical but got sorted swiftly afterwards when I was given the all-clear. My first game for United was a 5-1 win against Millwall. However, my second game didn't go as well. It was a 5-1 defeat in the Manchester derby. During my time at United, I coined the nickname, The Governor. After scoring... In the Paul Ince yeah baby yeah and hey, we in said there. it at the same time no way no huh? way no, no, no we way we said
2: that at the same time no way I think your
1: both got it at the same time but Connell said it first oh yeah. my god! Connell did gosh, get it out okay up. It just, and, oh. and you can hear it back Wayne and you can put it in dispute next week if you do feel that no it's okay I'll give it to Connell I'll give it to him <laughs> the governor uh, <laughs>
2: the, the governor, governor. Ah. <laughs> Fall in, huh?
1: So I, I I did say it was pretty pretty easy. I thought you would maybe pick up the West Ham and Trouble Life early and when I started saying eighties, eighty six, um yeah. that's the kind of player that would come in mind.
0: I didn't know you st- I honestly didn't know you started at West Ham. No, really? I didn't make the West Ham connection yeah. either. I yeah. didn't make that West Ham yeah. connection at all. I didn't know you went from West Ham to yeah, United. West Ham
1: to United to Inter to Liverpool. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was Wolves after Liverpool. Um, but yeah, mm. the governor, the governor, the governor. I should, have, governor. I should have held off on the nickname before, until for a bit later. Actually, maybe it would have been a bit more of a yeah. of a challenge.
0: Well, once you said it, it was really who's going to say it the quickest? <laughs> yeah. who's say the, the quickest? Oh,
1: I do that have a lot of names for guests this player. I think we it's probably the most I've ever heard. I've I've got about ninety players' names. Um because I do ninety ninety. My goodness. I do think that right this off. is probably gonna be slightly harder than it but I might...
0: Can you at least if it's that hard, can you at least tell us if this is an existing in action playing Premier League? No, he's retired.
1: So um... Okay,
0: thank you.
2: You're killing us with these retirees, man. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the 80s.
1: <laughs> uh, look, this one hasn't gone back as far, but let's see. Oh, okay.
0: God. I don't mind that. I, I, I like Rita. I probably know, get those <laughs> ones quicker than those the, the yeah. still playing. And how well known? So, no. yeah,
1: very well known. Very well known. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Well, cool. at, at least you would both know who he is and who I'm talking to. Cool, John cool, Terry. That's a good guess. Nah. Everybody... <laughs> All right, let's go. Aaron <laughs> Mukunya, Alan Shearer. Alexander...
0: Les Ferdinand.
1: Nope. Alexander Nope. Alvaro Abloa. Andy Carroll. Anton Ferdinand. Ben Jani. Bobby Zamora. Budovan Zenden.
2: Enrique Benafa.
1: No.
0: Jose Enrique.
1: Brad Friedel. Britt Immerton. Carlos Tevez.
2: Alan Smith. No.
1: Carlton Cole. Celestine Babayaro. Mascherano. Charles and Charlie Adam. Chris Sutton. David Silva. Eden Jekyll, Emmanuel Adebayo, Fabio,
2: Vincent Cunningham,
1: nope, Florence Teddy Cinema, Pongole, yeah. nope,
0: Dwight York, Freddie Lundberg, Freddie
1: Garrett Barry,
0: Paul Merson, nope, Gary Speed, Lee Dixon, nope, Martin
1: Keogh nope, Glenn Johnson, David Seaman, oh no. Harry <laughs> Kuehl. James Milner,
2: Robbie Savage,
1: no, Jamie Carragher, Jamie Carragher,
2: Steven Gerrard, Jamie Carragher,
1: Javier Mascherano, Jay Spearing, Jermaine Genus.
2: David James,
0: Didier did David no. James,
1: no, Joe Hart, John Aloisi. John Honorisa John Hodson Stefan Honcho. No. Jonathan Woodgate. John Joe Salvi, no Owen Argreaves no. Jordan Henderson. Jose Enrique. Juninho. Kieran Dyer. Carlo Torre.
0: So you did say no
1: international teammates. No right? international teammates. Lee Boyer. Lucas Neal, Luis Boamorte, Luis Suarez, Mark Noble, Martin Petrov, Martin Skirtle, Maxi Rodriguez, Micah Richards, Morton Gams Pedersen, um, no Needham Onua, jo.
0: Pepe Reiner,
1: Nicky nope, <laughs> Butt. Nigel de Jong, Nolberto Solano, Pablo Solana. Zabaleta, Patrick That's Cliver, new. Patrick Vieira, Paul Lambert, Rahim Sterling, Robbie Fowler,
0: James Milner,
1: Robinho,
2: Garrett Barry, no.
1: Ronnie Johnson, I mentioned Patrick Vieira. I'll mention Patrick no, Vieira.
2: Said... You mentioned Patrick.
1: Rocco Santa Cruz. David Platt? No. Nope. Scott Parker. Sebastian Coates. Sean Ride Phillips.
0: I just want to say his name. I know it's not him. Colin Henry.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Shola Amiobi. Stuart Downey. Petrov. Oh, Sillian Petrov. Silvian... Obafemi oh, Martins. Um,
2: Enrique. Enrique. Nope. No. I said Enrique. Oh, you
1: yeah. Vincent Company, Wolfred Zaha,
0: Vincent Company,
1: Chabi Alonso, Flip it. Zabaleta, Torre. I mentioned Zabaleta, you and did. that's that is eighty-two players all up. Colo Tore. I mentioned Colo Tore. Holy wait, Moses! Wait, just, Hang on, okay, just, we just um, going to go
0: through it all. There's so many links there.
1: There's quite a few
0: links. He's played us. A- Robbie Fowler. I mentioned
1: Robbie Fowler. So what what sort of teams?
0: I can see Liverpool, City, Newcastle, Arsenal. Arsenal. No Arsenal.
1: No Arsenal.
0: Arsenal.
1: Arsenal.
2: So this must be a Uh, Leeds connection. Was it West Ham in there? Yeah.
1: So West Ham, Newcastle, Newcastle, Arsenal.
2: Ashley Young, we've done. um,
1: No, not Ashley Young. So
0: say the teams, West Ham, Newcastle,
2: Liverpool. Liverpool City.
1: Man City, yep.
2: Oh, the hell is it? And he obviously played for City uh for, yeah. Um
0: well if he's playing with Vincent Company.
1: And I guarantee you guys both know who I'm talking about. It's not an unknown play player, it's quite a popular player. Um yeah.
2: Um wait. Uh... Is he still involved in the game?
1: Um, he may be coaching. Um, I think it last time he uh, read he was coaching under and 21s or something like that.
2: Jesus, oh, that doesn't. I'll go through each of his teams,
1: um, in in order.
0: Okay. So when he was there, yeah, <laughs> we probably still on Norwich.
1: Him. From Norwich to Coventry.
0: Chris Sutton? Nope.
1: I mentioned Chris Sutton. Sutton, Um,
2: From Coventry
1: to Newcastle United. Alan Shearer? Nope. From Newcastle United to Celtic. From Celtic to Blackburn Rovers. From Blackburn Rovers to Liverpool. From Liverpool to West Ham. from
0: Stephen Anjo. Brad Friedel?
1: Nope. From West Ham.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on. From Blackburn... To Liverpool. Yes.
1: From Liverpool to West Ham. From West Ham to Man City. From Man City to Cardiff. From Cardiff back to Liverpool. What? From Liverpool to Cardiff. And that's where I ended my career. Oh
0: my God. This is going to do
1: my head I ended my career in 2014. I played for Liverpool between 2011 and 2012, and before that, in the 2006-2007 season. I played for Man City, so 2009
0: to 2011. I'm honestly no closer to getting this person. <laughs> Went from Liverpool to Cardiff, Blackburn to Liverpool. I can't, I don't even know, only people mm-hmm. I remember is Stefan defenders, midfield, wingers up front
2: uh, this is doing my head in
0: um, uh, alright I'll throw another
1: clue in fastest I think i throw in the clue you're going to get it pretty quickly um, I'm Welsh <laughs> oh, I still can't get Alan, it I know who it is I can't Alan? say it no. Alan, Alan, Joe, no. Joe Allen no it's not Joe Allen oh Craig Bellamy, Craig Bellamy. <laughs> oh, oh my uh, gosh uh, Goodness. Oh I, that, I, I did say i think it was gonna be tough um but when i started saying he played yeah, I thought it was of pretty... course
2: he's a commentator now isn't he yeah
1: yeah oh he, 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 he's yeah. appeared yeah. On... yeah he's a
2: commentator yeah he's
1: appeared on, on, on it before yeah, yeah.
0: Mm.
2: jeez what a shambles but anyway so there's no winner strikes back, huh? or, or we
1: say there's no winner on that one or does connell take it
2: no, he takes it. He takes, he takes, it. takes it. I mean, we so, were still guessing. So
1: just like that, Connell is on even street. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for the generosity, <laughs> there, Wade. I'll take it. Unbelievable.
0: I'm,
1: 14, I'm pretty sure all. our listeners would have gotten that, though. So I
0: wonder. I wonder. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if Grant and 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 the like print them, him. See if they got it this week. We'll, we'll soon find out. Well, gents, great trivia there, Rudz. Uh Really interesting stuff. You're always keeping us on our toes for sure. And the listeners, we know that's their favorite segment. Of course, we got our final thoughts now, gents. I guess we've spoken at length. I want to just touch on one thing for the final thoughts. What an absolute cluster you know what that Champions League draw was. Have you ever seen anything like it? And then the cop-out from the uh, UEFA coming out with their sad story about the system and the software. The poor software guys are now copying it. What on earth was going on with that? It was actually quite funny when Arshavan pulls out uh, Manchester United and I went, hang on, we they in the same group as Villarreal? Uh, oh, sorry, guys, we've got to What? What was that? What was that?
1: Yes, I watched it live as well and, and when it all unfolded, and there were quite a few laughs about United getting PSG. I said to you at the time, I said they'll need to redraw it because of the integrity, because they've had the wrong team in for United. They had too many balls in when United um, were drawn against Villarreal. So obviously there was the wrong number. Um, then for that Letty one, United were not placed in that, in that bucket, but Liverpool were. And Liverpool weren't <laughs> allowed to, to get them. And there was another mistake that was happened post that as well. So... There was no way it could have gone ahead. So Real Madrid are upset. I think they got Benfica. Um, Originally. And they were yeah. saying, well, technically. Technically, mistake, that part of the draw was yeah, fine. Yeah, the mistake yeah. only happened afterwards, but they said, now we've got to redraw it all. And guess what? Real Madrid ended up getting PSG. So the, the one team everyone wanted to dodge is the team Real Madrid ended up getting.
0: Wade, do you think the issue was the fact that they had an ex Arsenal player there? <laughs> given that Arsenal aren't in the Champions League or Europe at all.
2: <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. He just had to uh, cause some havoc while he was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
0: think he just thought, let me just throw the cat amongst the
2: pigeons Yeah, and yeah. the
0: jokes on you guys. Yeah. When you all think you've got a good draw and we're going to stuff yeah. it all up completely. To be fair and, to uh, him, though,
1: he had nothing to do with it. He just read the name out. It was another guy collecting the balls nah, and putting the name. So they stitched fair. him up well, well and good. <laughs>
2: Hey, and we all know our Charvin's got a flair for the spectacular. You know that better one, better than anyone oh, else, probably, Conway. So I'll
0: never forget that fall. <laughs> that's for sure. She loves a rebound. No,
2: look, I've I've never seen anything like that. I mean, you had one job, you know, one <laughs> what job. What that's job? all, you know, and uh, and you stuff it up. But in saying that, I don't think it makes too much of a difference to the English teams, uh, in particular. Uh, I think Atletico, yeah probably PSG might be a tougher draw for United, but Atletico, especially in the latter stages of these competitions, they just shut down completely. So hard to break down. Um, So I don't think it really gets much easier for United, maybe slightly. Um, If anything. Yeah, you could argue, right? You could argue. Um, Who did uh, City get first? Villarreal, and now they've got um, Sporting. Um, So... Same, same, really still still heavy favourites. Uh, and then Chelsea drew Lille again. So Twice. Yeah. yeah, twice. So in terms of the English teams, I don't think it's going to make too much of it. It's a farce, but I don't think it's going to affect the English teams too much.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, I was dancing in the room when we drew Salzburg, to be fair. I mean, we haven't had a simpler draw in my eyes in a long time. Um, Inter is obviously yeah you know goes without saying that'll be a, a couple of steps up but you know we've all said it before the Italian league is not the strongest at the minute I looked at that Inter side if we're stuffing up against them then we don't deserve to go in. it's an indictment so. on the
1: league that AC Milan who struggle against really Liverpool's second string team um, and were desperate for a result couldn't show anything and they are one point behind Inter and are genuine title contenders this season. So, you know, it just shows how far, um, you know, the talent uh, league has fallen down. And that, that loss by AC Milan wasn't one where smash and grab or Liverpool were lucky. Liverpool dominated them with their second string team. So, um, well and truly embarrassed, so I don't think that's a that's a tough game at all. I suppose the one the one thing with Atleti and, and, and United, Atleti have been quite poor this season, um, despite um, them spending and, and bringing in some players and getting players like Griezmann. Uh, Simeone is struggling to get some balance, um, and maybe he gets it right by the time we get to Feb. Um, but there's one player who loves scoring against Atleti, and it's Ronaldo. So I think the last time he played them, he scored a hat trick. Um, when the Atleti fans were saying, "Good night, Ronaldo." Game's over, you guys are gone because they had 1-2-0 in the first leg. And the man was on a mission and came back and won 3-0. So um, he, he, for one, will be looking forward to that game.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. An interesting week in the world of football for the controversies of the English Premier League, bringing you penalty gates and the penalty bonanzas that happened across all the games to the farce that was the Champions League draw. It has been a pleasure to bring you another episode of What The Football Podcast. Of course, this is episode 15, and we keep doing the rounds. Catch us on all our socials, on on Facebook at What The Football Podcast, on Twitter, and, of course, on Instagram. You can also catch all our episodes from the season one all the way through to season four on Podbean and Apple Podcast. Until next time, have a great week, and enjoy the action from the Premier League.